What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen at Capital One Arena as we get set for the Washington Wizards game tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. And joining us now is Washington Wizards guard Chasen Randall. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. How you feel? I feel great. I feel yeah. great. Excited to be here. Um, ready to go for tonight. Uh, it's been big news for you mm-hmm. to, to hear that after the up and down of a season of a 10-day contract, you've been with Capital City Go-Go, with mm-hmm. the Wizards going up and down. Now you're with the Washington Wizards for the, the rest of the season. How does that feel for your ability to be able to just play maybe a little more free after knowing that uh, you got a solid contract? Yeah, um, this year has been, you know, a whirlwind of a season for me. Um, you know, but gratefully I've been in D.C. the whole season um, with the Go-Go up with the Wizards, um, so the organization hasn't really changed. Um, both the the Go-Go and the, the Wizards have done a great job of, um, you know, developing me and helping me grow and uh, injecting me with confidence, and, um, you know, I'm having a lot of fun and uh, excited to, to be in the position I am in now, for sure. I interviewed you in, uh, where were we? Uh, Philadelphia. We we talked <laughs> of, like we we've talked about this, but I'm gonna let the listeners hear it again. Just what was the reaction around your circle of people when you know it was guaranteed? You've worked so hard to get here out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. You know, up and down. You played in Europe, and to get here, what was the reaction around your circle? Yeah, um, they're all excited. Like you know, the first day that we found out, um, you know, I was on Twitter and seeing stuff and. Like man, I don't think this is the date, but um, they were right, <laughs> you know. And everybody's. <laughs> did you think it was Thursday? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. A lot I of thought people thought Thursday. that too. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, they they kind of caught the news before I caught it. Everybody's excited back home. Um, there's a lot of buzz going on um, back in the Quad Cities, Rock Island, and um, you know, I'm just grateful to be in, in this position and to be able to kind of um, lead by example for those younger kids there um, and show them that you know you can make it um, as long as you work hard and and keep believing for the for the listeners who may not know i don't know if you can briefly take us through but take us through your journey it's been not a lot of time but you've been a lot of places you've played with a lot of different teammates a lot of different coaches what's kind of the the thing that you've gained from all of that do you think if you could boil it down to like one or two things that have Mm -hmm. kind of made you a better professional a better player any any of those things yeah um Wow. I think uh, for me, it's like you just can never take a day for granted, you know. Um, Every day you come in, you know, you just have to have the same mindset of, you know, I'm a professional. I'm going to come in here, work hard and get better and, um, you know, be grateful for the what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you're playing basketball for a living. So, uh, you know, just being grateful and and never taking a day for granted is something that I uh, definitely carry with me. So the funny thing is that, you know, we think of you as somebody fighting for a contract in one day. Mm-hmm. But for the Wiz kids out there, you're already a champion. Mm-hmm. EuroLeague <laughs> champion. You know, NIT, most outstanding player when you were in college at Stanford. What is that like to win a championship? And are there players on this team that are asking you what it takes to win a championship? Because to me, I mean, you know, we never play yeah. to your level, but a championship's a championship. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, like that's something that uh, 
I've always prided myself in is just trying to help teams win games, however that may be. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be on a lot of great teams, um, starting with, you know, the U16, U17, uh, USA basketball team where I was with Bradley Beal. Um, you know, we won gold medals over in uh, Argentina and in Germany. Um, you know, in, in college I won, and like you said, in Europe as well. But, um, you know, the NBA is a little different. So I'm asking Jeff Green, like, what does it feel like to, <laughs> to, play, to play in the NBA finals in the playoffs and things of that nature? I'm picking their brains just as much as, uh, you know, uh, I like to. Yeah. Yeah. You've, your story has been compared to Scott Brooks's because of the way that he went up and down and the ABA and then the CBA. I don't even know how many BAs he played in before he made it to the NBA. Oh, He'll be the first to admit that. You know, he was yeah. a journeyman. But for you, has he given you advice through all this? I mean, obviously he's in a unique standpoint because he can kind of have an influence if you make this team or not. And mm -hmm. I know it's not at the end of the day up to him, but what has he told you as this process has gone on? Yeah, he's uh, definitely helped me, um, you know, since the first day he called me in the summertime, he's like, yeah, look, I can relate to your story. And, um, you know, he kind of broke it down, gave me the game plan. It was like, you know, you got to be a, your smaller guard. You know, you got to play with energy. You got to do the little things and, uh, you know, be, be feisty out there. And um, that's what I try to carry, you know, every time I step out on the court, you know, just be – be the guy that's doing the little things and um, trying to help the team win. So and pick up 94 feet against TJ McConnell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you, I mean, being a part of this team now, and you know, we've watched these last few games, especially kind of the second unit of you, Sam, um, Otto's been playing with the second unit a little bit as well. But how have you developed that chemistry? It's a bunch of it's a, it's a there's a lot of players that are similar to you. I would say and like the energy level, the ability to just be a pest for teams, mm -hmm. and, and how has that kind of helped on the other end? I mean, we talk about all the time how defense turns into offense, but I think that lately for this team, it's been like the, it's been the prime example of exactly how that works. Mm -hmm. how, how has that kind of worked playing with those guys? Um, you know, it's, it's fun playing with those guys for sure. Like, we're all um, guys who just come in and try to try to help build a lead or you know take down a deficit you know so when we get in the game like there's only one goal you know and that's that's to make basketball plays for each other on both ends of the floor help each other out scramble play hard and um, you know try to help the team as much as we can you know it's a unique situation because you know some of those guys were here like a week or two before I got back on the team Otto's been hurt you know in and out and um you know, so we, there's a little, little stuff we have to try, try to figure out for each other. But, um, you know, we make up for that by playing hard and, um, you know, playing for each other. Yep. Yeah. So you does Sato ever say that you f you follow his career path? You play in the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then, you play, <laughs> then you play for Real Madrid, which is yep. the rival of his team, Barcelona. Right. Uh, just does that – is there a commonality there between the two of you? Yeah, there definitely is. He, he says – I'm Czech, so <laughs> Saddle calls me a Czech guy. So, you know, um, we definitely talk about, you know, the, the my time in, in the Czech Republic and in Spain. How do you say that um, name? New uh, Nimberg. Nimberg. Yeah, Nimberg, Nimberg. Was, the, okay. was the team, the club that I played for uh, over there. And he's familiar with all those guys. Um, I think my coach when I was there is his national team coach. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, we have a lot of things in common when it comes to European basketball, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, you guys both have improved your shot a ton. Mm -hmm. And 
I've like from talking to people in your circle, they said that a lot of that happened when you went to Europe and then you worked on a lot more when you got back. Yeah. Is it true that like Europe has these shot doctors that we just don't know about? Because Sato did the same thing <laughs> with this German <laughs> guy. All these stories yeah. about it in an off season. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, they're big on development over there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, with my situation, I don't think it was necessarily um, just my shot. Um, we repped it a lot over there. Um, spent a lot of time in the gym, and when I got back, like you said, you know, it was back to the basics. But um, you know, I'm not sure. You know what, yeah. what the what the common theme is because I think there, I mean not you know want to get it controversial, but yeah. I feel like I remember that Mark Cuban made the comment about the development of players in Europe versus here. Mm-hmm. Is there a stark difference that you notice when you went over there? It's like, oh, they're teaching basketball different or yeah. the, your routine or the way that they were telling you to shoot. Yeah, absolutely. And not just with shooting the basketball. It's like these kids are starting over there at 12 years old, two-a-days. You know what I mean? What? Like in, a, in, a, in basketball academies, like they're, they're going to school to play basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, you look at a kid like Luka Doncic, who I play with over there and – you know, he was playing on a professional team at the age of 16, you know. Yeah. so And Sato, you know, he was playing professional ball mm-hmm. at a young age too. So it's like they start younger. Um, they focus on the basics, um, you know, the fundamentals, and then develop them from, from there for sure. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like we – I think – I mean, we're about to go to London, obviously, where I think when a, when a lot of Americans think of European sports, they think about soccer and mm-hmm. the way that soccer works over there is yeah. – literally kids are identified so early and then just get placed in a professional environment mm-hmm. for the rest of their childhood yeah. yeah um and it'd be interesting to see right like how we have systems like that like you get intense training in aau and things like that here mm-hmm. but it'd be just so interesting to see what would happen if teams could develop like those academies mm-hmm. for basketball they're right. trying to do it for soccer to mimic that and like it's just it's just a totally different atmosphere is it when you get to the professional rank though you played at the top professional league obviously in spain and the league that i think is i think everybody recognizes is like if if it's not the nba that league is super competitive and intense what's what's kind of the the level like over there and you know clearly it prepares guys to come back over here and succeed because it's happened over and over and more frequently yeah um the league over there is is like you said it is intense um it's, it's physical um guys are skilled um, they're athletic, and you know, with the club that I was with, Real Madrid, like they're like, if the NBA had a thirty-first team, it'd be you know Real. Yeah. So, um, you know, is European basketball is right there. The style of play is different, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in terms of the way that they move the ball a little bit, and you know, the rules are different a little bit. But you know, the 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 talent is, is definitely there and the skill is there for sure. Was there any connection to the soccer team? Did you meet Ronaldo? Yeah, yeah, I oh, did. Actually, snap. I did. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him, uh, Gareth Bale, all those guys, man. Whoa. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty so cool. So y'all were like teammates in the Real Madrid Yeah, we family. shared the same the same cafeteria. Like, you know, we shared the same facility. So, like, we'd bump into those guys all the time. <laughs> we'd do, like, events together and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Those yeah. guys are like superstars yeah like like rock stars unbelievable like so when you stood next to them they were like well who's that guy over there yeah 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 definitely (laughs) (laughs) and we're just like in all these guys but um they're good people um 
you know, I had a lot of fun just being yeah. around them, seeing how they move and things of that nature. Can you give us any tips? Because we're obviously all going to London. Well, I mean, we've all kind of been overseas, mm-hmm. but just from your experiences being overseas, anything that you find it easier to get around? Have you ever been to London before? Yeah, I've been to London a few times. Um, I enjoy my time there. It's a little expensive, but, you know, the the... The food was great, you know. I think the shopping is great, so yeah. And you can find, you know, just about anything. The museums are awesome, so um, if you get time to do any of that, man. Are you into you know. soccer? Uh, a little bit, a little Not, bit. I yeah. I didn't really watch soccer at all until I went to Spain and mm-hmm. uh, saw how big it was, man. And those people, I mean, they fill those stadiums and you know they're rocking, like yeah. you know, you know, and they're they're diehard fans for sure, so. And you went to, like, Ivy League West. When are you going to use your Stanford education? <laughs> what are you doing off the court that oh, man. maybe is, that, like, furthering your career after we're basketball? St- we're still pending all of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm enjoying, you know, living the dream, playing basketball. Um, but that degree um, is definitely going to be used yeah. in the, in the I feel future. like all players now, it's like back in the day, I feel like it was just basketball. But now mm-hmm. everybody's, like, getting into other spaces yeah. while yeah. they're playing right. to kind of get that jump off when they're, whenever yeah. they're done. The you Players know, Association, they, they do a great job of, like, you know, advertising that and, you know, pushing players to try new things and get out there and see, um, you know, what your interests are. So yeah. um, kudos to them for sure. They're doing a great job with this. When you compare your college experience just quickly, like, to others when you were at Stanford, the balance of being, like, a student athlete – at a place like Stanford to other guys that you know that went elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Was there a huge difference or is it still just like, it's just like it's chaos always. And like, you just have to really kind of grind. Did you feel like Stanford like really posed like an even greater challenge? Cause I know that people talk about that. Like (laughs) the guys that go to (laughs) Stanford and some of these schools that the pressure in the classroom is just like, it's equal to, I don't know, not equal, but like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, it is it is a challenge, definitely. Um, you know, they challenge you in the classroom, but that's expected. You know, you mm-hmm. sign up for that, and um, I think it takes a special person to kind of uh, want to take on that challenge, you know. Um, for me, it was like I wanted to prove to myself and to the people, you know, that were watching me mm-hmm. that I could do – I could excel at both, you know, yeah. um, and – Stanford was a great place to do that, and sure. you know, I mean, I'm grateful I, was, I had the opportunity to go there. Are you a big Bears fan? Are you looking oh, forward man. to next season? <laughs> have you have you gotten over the the doink? Oh <laughs> man, doink yeah. Let's almost. not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that, man. <laughs> see, some people are from Chicago. Chasen's from like real Illinois. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm from <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> man. Yeah, cornfields, you know, like <laughs> it's from real Illinois, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, have uh, Have any of your teammates like asked you about like going overseas? Like I know we said like what What can you give advice to us? But I feel like a lot of our guys haven't been over there. Beal's so. never been over to, in London. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, obviously Jan Thomas have been there, but right. anyone else been like, what are we gonna like? Do they get it? Oh, <laughs> uh, just bring bring uh, adapters for your yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, make sure you bring adapters. But um. Nah, the, it's a great, great, great city, man. I enjoy my time. I feel like it's the most American of the European yeah, cities, so yeah. like people will be fine. Yeah, just it'll kind be of the easy, accent yes. and the currency. Right. Otherwise, like when I studied in Spain in Sevilla, mm-hmm. I remember going to London was like 
a huge break because I was speaking Spanish in everything. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to just speak English for a few days and, like, yeah. be get a taste of America. And it really is a lot like America. So I don't think it'll be a tough adjustment. Right. And it's probably closer than the flight to L.A. is anyway from right. here. So. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing a video series, What's in the Bag, that hopefully for London that we hope to get on WatchWizards.com soon. Mm. But could you tell us on the pod, what are you bringing, what do you have to take to London? What's essential? Well, I just told you the adapter, <laughs> for one. sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to need a toothbrush, toothbrush. and toothpaste, uh, deodorant, just the essentials, you know? No, like, video games or, no, like, a, no, co- no. a special I'll have, code or I'll anything? I'll have my, uh, my, my ear pods, my ear pods okay. and... Um, yeah, that's about it. Are you gonna have binge anything on the flight or sleep? I'll probably sleep, sleep on the flight. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> you, but we know you. You better have a good outfit for Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah We're not yeah. gonna spoil that for the listeners yet, but that's that's a big night. We may that have to pod while we're there. No, I'm not. We shouldn't pod while we're we imbibing. We can't pod there? While we're imbibing? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at the beginning, because it's going to be nah. a special place Jamoke, to be Okay, that's going to be like our few hours of the whole trip where we're not working. So, <laughs> <laughs> as much well, as I love podcasting, yeah. it's not going to be a time I want right, to podcast. All right, yeah. right kids, We'll tell you about our experience when we come back. Jason Randall can tell you a little bit of his experience on the way back. But we really appreciate you spending some time with us today here Thank on you. the pod. For Chris Gary, Zach Rose, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now, everybody. Thank you.